Welcome to Working Matters. I'm Claudia Rimple. And I'm Carl Edwards. Join us on the web at boldenterprises.com. Carl, today we are continuing our series on influencing others. That's right. We're taking responsibility that who we are and how we show up as a leader affects how others show up and uh, perform themselves. We've been talking about the way that we influence others at work, and we've been wanting to focus on the tension between what's best for our business and what's best for the people that work for us, the people involved. That's right. So we're going to make two enormous commitments here. We're going to be empowering leaders. We're going to get to know who's on the team and what they bring to the table and create a place for that so that people want to step to the table and engage fully. And then, as you said, we're going to commit wholeheartedly to accountability and results. And we are going somewhere and we are going that somewhere together. And empowerment is in place to get us there, not just to create a feel-good situation. And today we're going to be talking about really how to help people buy into the mission of our organization. Exactly. You know, if you go around companies, mostly in medium and larger size companies, and ask them what the mission of the organization is, you'd be surprised that you'd actually get a variety of answers. People have different impressions. Not everybody even knows. You'd even get several just blank stares. And what we mean by buying is actually having people be on board with the mission of the organization. It's not trying to manipulate them or to try to get them to believe something that isn't just some kind of gimmick. This is actually having people who are working for you that really believe in what you're doing. That's right. So you have to know what you're doing. So the first part of that is getting some clarity being able to be articulate and use common language and get that communicated and understood. Before buy-in, there has to be something to talk about and it has to be clear and focused. A lot of organizations don't have that. They have the general field they're in. They got the products that they sell. They want to sell as much as possible. They want to make lots of money. Those are all part of what you're about, but they are not that clear statement of identity and purpose that gets people excited and helps them see how what they're doing fits in. If you are selling a product, you want the product to be the best that it can be, and you want people who buy your product to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. So that's something you really need to articulate well to your employees, that you're making people happy by selling this product, and that's important. That's right. So that goes into how they're thinking about the product. So as they think on their creative side, innovations and developing and where it goes further, they know that what this organization is about is bringing this sort of pleasure to people in this case. In another field, it might be health, and it might be helping people live healthier lifestyles or medicine to cure an ailment. And it's a big difference between whether your work is about making people healthier or if it's about just aiding something super cheap that you can sell for a lot of money. You know, it gets confusing when you get things mixed up like that. So clarity. In order for your employees to know what you're about, you need to know what you're about. That's right. And you need to talk about it. You need to talk it up. You need to model it. You need to bring it out in terms of how the specifics of what people are doing fit in to that end. And the next thing you need to do is you need to be able to communicate this to your employees. Exactly. So buy-in, interestingly enough about buy-in as a leader, is you don't have any power there. (laughs) You're all of a sudden in an interesting situation. The buy-in is on everyone else's part. They get to choose whether they buy in. They get to choose whether they believe you. They get to choose whether this is uh, something they want to be a part of and whether it's going to be something they merely show up for and do the bare minimum or something that they get kind of excited about and want to be a part of 
enhancing, that can feel um, out of control to a leader. That now we're going to, uh, my message, our, our focus is, you know, I'm putting out there and trying to get people to engage with it. It feels risky. Now, there's a story about a major car manufacturer that actually helps its employees to see their whole product by actually showing each of their employees, no matter where they are on the assembly line, to see the actual finished product. And that they found actually Mm -hmm. motivated their employees that even though if they were putting a bolt on a certain part of, let's say, this wheel, that once they saw the entire car put together, they felt more a part of the product they were putting out because they were able to see that their bolt helped construct this huge vehicle that was powerful and moves and does whatever a car does. And I think that's a good illustration of what happens sometimes in a a business situation is that our employees, you know, maybe are in the mailroom. They are, you know, an administrative assistant, but they often don't get to see the bigger picture. And if you Mm -hmm, allow, mm -hmm. allow your employees to see the bigger picture, to be a part, even if they're not a part in their everyday work life, in a direct sense that they get to see how directly or indirectly they affect what you're doing. That's a great example. So our first tip on how to get buy-in when you don't get to force people to buy in is help people see how their part in the process fits into the whole and accomplishes the mission. And that's a great example. Another way to do that is just by being an appreciative supervisor. But instead of just saying, you know, thank you for doing a great job, and leaving it at that, if you could articulate the specific of what they did that you appreciate and then say, because it helped us reach the goal we're about or the purpose of our being in this way, you did this specific thing and it helped the organization in this specific way. That is another way to help people see that connection and feel it and enjoy it and be motivated to continue. And I think also part of buy-in is really hiring the right people, hiring people Mm, that you think have skills and um, goals that really are a match for your organization. Excellent. Starting out right in the hiring process, definitely. You know, when most places hire, they have a job description in mind. Somebody's left and there's a written job description that they're trying to fill. And when they look at resumes and they talk in interviews, they talk about that job and that set of tasks and the responsibilities involved as if that's all there was. And that's an enormous mistake. That's a huge oversight. As you mentioned, this hiring opportunity is your time to talk about the mission of the organization and see if this is something this other person wants to be a part of. And if they can converse with you about it and chat about it and get excited about it. So the hiring process is a great place to begin that process of saying who you are and what you're about and finding out who gets a charge out of that and who it's just going to be, you know, a job. I think that's very important. But I also see sometimes that, you know, you hire the right person, yet they're not aware of things because they don't know. They did, nobody told them about what you said. It's not written anywhere. It's not, even if it's written somewhere, they don't get to see really how this mission, this what you're about. They don't really get to buy into it because nobody is there to guide them through it. Exactly. So in our last series, when we were talking about planning and getting some perspective We talked about the leader having the big picture perspective as well as being able to focus on what needed to be done that day. Well, for your average team member, their world is that kind of focused moment. They have a task to do. They're paying the bills or they're putting something together or they're contacting clients and prospective clients and they're in 
the moment all the time. So they need someone to come alongside and keep putting things in perspective of this bigger picture of what we're about and where we're going and how what they're doing fits in so that they stay motivated and it's worth it. It's worth the hard effort because it's like, okay, it makes a difference. Even if these guys never aren't buying and they're still not buying and they're still not buying, my boss came along and said, I'm you know, maintaining this positive relationship and it's worth it. I do believe you have to keep at it. You have to keep reminding yourself as a leader and your employees about your, your mission, what you're about. Because if you hear it once, the first time you were hired and it never comes up again, you know, you really want to keep yourself accountable to what you're about, that mission, that value. And as we said, what we're going to be fitting this into is accountability. So when we talk about people's jobs and empowering them to do what they think is best, there's going to have to be results. It's going to have to take the team or the department or the company toward this mission and accomplishing it. And if it can't, then it's not working out. So it's crucial to be able to be articulate about this and to get this buy-in. Great. Well, let's talk about that next week when we continue our series on influencing others. Join us on the web for our blog and conversation on these topics at boldenterprises.com. This podcast is a Bold Enterprises production. 